The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Monday, draft Monday. Mm. First round kicks off Thursday. Yes, it does. Ah. You know, you know what's next, man. Hey, it's the Cowboys year. You know, as soon as that draft talk roll around, you know what they say next, man. I don't, it's I don't, the I don't Cowboys do year. I don't. I'm not off that narcotic. You you off the narcotic? <laughs> off that blue juice? I'm off that blue juice. <laughs> it's the Cowboys year. Uh, Pre- President Bush said, "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't, can't, get, can't fooled, get fooled again. Can't get fooled again." <laughs> <laughs> It's that time, dude. It's Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. He is Barry Church, the yes, Toledo sir. Rocket, yes, a drafted sir. free agent for mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys Safety. I'm Louis Scruggs. I just covered the team. Our other running buddy, Danny McCray, is not here. I wish McCray was here. Monday, he's back? He's back Monday. Okay. Oh, oh so, we, so he's back to critique the draft. He's, oh, you already know you're going to be, hey, we should have done this. We got to do that. I told y'all from the beginning. I wasn't, I wasn't here, during this, but this is what I Okay. This is what I heard. Okay. So, as a player, this is the interesting part. Mm-hmm. So, I like you get get to our listeners and viewers here. What you know when you're when you're watch do you watch the draft to see if they're going to take someone to your position? I mean, what is what is it the draft like for a player to go through? So, so me when you know when I finally got my opportunity to be a starter, you know, full time at the safety position for the Cowboys. When that draft rolled around, I'm watching the first three rounds. Okay. After that, I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. You know, four, five, six, seven. I you know, if they draft somebody at my position in those rounds, I think I'll be all right. But those first three. The first, second, and third round, I'm keeping a keen eye on where they're selecting, who they're selecting, who they're bringing in. Because those three rounds, in my opinion, those are the guys that have made the team. And even if they're not as good as the guy in their position, they're going to try to find a way. They're invested. They're invested. They're going to find a way to get these guys on the field when you're talking about those first three rounds. Whether it's, oh, we're going to put them right behind you for a little bit, you know, just so you can teach them the ropes. You know what's going on. They, they, they're they grooming that guy to come in and try to take your spot. And that's just the nature of the beast. That's the, the nature of the business. So, for me, as a player, I used to keep a keen eye on those first two days, first, second, third round. Now, the beginning of my career, I, I mean, I was watching it. I was watching it like a hawk as well. I can remember me and Sensenbaugh in 2013 sitting there watching, like, man, all right, please don't draft Mark Barron. I think it was 2013 or 2012. Alabama, Mark yeah, do not draft uh, Mark Barron, please, because all the weeks heading up to there, Rob Ryan, who was the defensive coordinator at the time, oh, that kid. I mean, we, man, and he tried to, you know, feed us the we can run three three safeties with it. No, we're not going to run three safeties. One of us is going to get off the field for this first round pick. So the whole time leading up, me and Sensenbaugh. Man, what we gonna do, man? What we gonna do? We ended up going to the bar and sitting there just like <laughs> sitting at the bar watching just man, what's this pick coming? What are they gonna do with this pick? And I'm sitting there like, man, what would be a sense of And then as soon as they said, I forget who they drafted at that at that draft, but it wasn't Mark Barron. Oh man, we had a big cheers. Yeah, we good. Woo, woo, we good. Then the second round, third round, nothing came in. So we was hyped. What year man. was this? Uh, I want to say it was either 12 or 13. Tw- uh, 13, we didn't have a first uh, Our first who? round trip was Travis Frederick in what, 13. What about Mark Barron? Whatever year Mark Barron went out. I forget oh, what year that was. Was that the Tyron Smith year? 
It might have been. It might have been Tyron Smith. One of them years we had a high draft pick. Tyron was nine. Yeah, yeah. Tyron was nine. Yeah. So Tyron Smith is 2011. Yeah. So it might have been that year when Mark Barron might have been able to come in. I don't know what year he dropped, but that was the draft we were sitting there playing. Please don't let this guy come in. And then they no, it was the year they drafted Mo Claiborne because uh, 2012. Yeah, because Mo Claiborne came in and we were in Orlando. Was like everybody was talking about we're getting the safety and Orlando was like yeah y'all better watch out. The next thing you know, (laughs) we drafted Mo Claiborne and Mike Jenkins. Oh what? Hey hey. You okay? Orlando, you, you, you all right, man? Do you, do you want to talk about it? Oh, you should have seen that Tuesday when we came in. Oh, man, the safety room was just dying laughing. Y'all all right over there? What, just a little tension over there. There's some tension. Oh, man, it was, it was a great, it was a great run. They drafted four safeties while you were on the team. I know. I was Can geeked. you name them all? Uh, Matt Johnson. There's one. J.J. Wilcox. There you go. Akwasia Wusuansa. Yep. And a uh, kid from Baylor. Um, Ahmad he's, Dixon. Yes, he's now in the USFL. The USFL. Ahmad Dixon. Play the other day. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I watched this. Uh, they wow. dropped the guy in my position. I'm funny watch, news that he knows I'm every watching. single guy. I, that they I did my scouting here. work on the. Oh, he ran a four. Oh, he got some speed to him. Let's see what the side to side looking like. Okay, so when Matt Johnson came in as a fourth, you know, the guy had a lot of interceptions in his college career. He had like over 20 in two years or something like that. So I'm like, all right, this guy goes get the ball a little bit. He got some speed. But then when I saw him work out in the OTAs, I was like, oh, I got this. No disrespect to Matt Johnson. That's my boy. But as you're visually working, you're like, oh, I got this. Same thing when they brought in Rodney. Uh, Rodney Poole. Rodney Poole. I made sure, okay. hey, Rodney, come on, work with me, man. We're going to work out together. So I know. I see, all right, I got to gauge him. All right, he ain't really good side to side. All right, I got him on this. I got him on that. So I always kept, you know, friends close, oh, but enemies closer. Okay, you you got to so do you, it. You, that's how you got to do it, man. So you did the Bill Russell, Michael Jordan thing. Yep, whatever that was, that's what I did. <laughs> so the the... They would say, like, Bill Russell would stay at Wilt Chamberlain's house when mm. they go play in Philadelphia. Then they were buddies. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then Michael Jordan with, with Barkley, hey, man, you go play golfing with the guy. It's like, hey, these dudes are acting like you, they're, you're, you're <laughs> friends, but they would get ready, you know, and we're buddies. But step out on the court, the field, they sit there and be ready to cut you to death. I'm telling you, lead them out to the deep water. I mean, some, some people can swim back, some people get left in the deep. You know, it's just, <laughs> just like that whole thing of, hey, man, you know you're getting played, right? You know, you he's being you, buddying you up. So you're like, hey, come work out with me, baby. Let's go to work. And all you do when it's sitting up here, you're just looking at mm-hmm. shark in the water, seeing how. how I'm telling you, daddy do it every single time. He just, but he ain't he just laugh like, man, church, you ain't nothing. But. It just gotta be it, doggy dog word out there, man. It's crazy. Look at you, boy. It's crazy, Look and it did, it bit me in the butt though. Jacksonville, that's when it bit me in the butt. We drafted a guy, I want to say third or fourth round, Rodney Harrison, and the dude was a beast. He was a legit beast. He ended up taking my right. position, and I ended up retiring. But I was like, man, you know, I was trying to do that same type of spiel, but it just didn't work. Dude was a beast, but you know, nine years later, it worked for nine years. So, the Cowboys have a draft party, and you know they'll. Have players come out? Do players have a fear of going to the draft party <laughs> and only to see them draft someone? I'll give you one of my one of the funniest ones I'd ever seen. Chicago Bears have a draft party. They've given Mike Glennon a two year contract oh, and they pay him million. eighteen million yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. So you know, hey, we got Mike Glennon here. And next thing you know, they trade up in the draft to go get Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. That dude's at the draft party. <laughs> What what in the what? What is going on? So so have you seen that happen? Oh yeah. Uh, our good friend Jesse Holly was telling me about this story. Uh my rookie year when we had drafted Des Bryant. So uh it was all the receivers at the time. So Miles Austin, Kevin Ogletree, uh Jesse Holly, Roy Williams, uh, I think Sam Hurd and Patrick Creighton, I think were all in that room at the time. 
And uh, leading up to the draft, you know, the receiver, oh, we're not touching this receiver room. Everybody here is locked and loaded, man. We're ready to go. Like, we got, we got this. We got this. You guys are, man, you got it. We got it. He's not in the first round. We're not going to touch nobody. So they go all out. I guess they went out to the bar, hanging out or whatever. Jesse was in Mexico. Mexico, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was something King, something like King that. Or something yeah, like that. CB knows it. Yeah, he said it's And they, uh, they drafted Des Bryant or whatever that time, and he's calling them up. Like, what, what is this? What's going on? He, How he called and tells oh, me, like, man. hey, we leaving. Just letting you know. Yep. We're going back right now. <laughs> So that's how it happens. I mean, cats literally look at it like, man, hold up. Y'all did this to me. Y'all told me this was not going to happen. And it ended up happening, man. Same thing with Sean Lee, man. When they brought him in, you had Brady James in there. And, oh, man. It was, Brady James was in there. We had Keith Brooking. I mean, it was, oh, man. There's some funny times in that locker room. When the draft is around, I mean, it's hilarious. So what are position coaches going through? Because you're a position coach. Yeah. You know, you. This is above your pay grade, and that's but, what they all say. Now they may ask you, which you know, you give them your opinion, but mm-hmm. ultimately, still, you know, the, the buck stops with with Jerry Jones mm-hmm. or Stephen Jones, Will McClay. They're they're. For, so so, how do they handle that? See, they 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 try to say that they try to get that excuse and saying, "Oh, wait, it's above my pay grade, man." You know, I think you're a hell of a player. You know, I hey. That's what they want to draft. Orlando, I'm just I was with you. I was with you, Orlando. You I think know, we're good. You know I told them about it. You know I, I, told them. I think we're good here. We don't need to add anybody, but, you know, hey, it's above my pay grade. Knowing damn well in those coaches' meetings in the back, hey, you know, how do you think our DB room is? Hey, I'm, we need some help here, here, and here, man. I like this guy from there. I like this guy from there. We need to bring him in. That's how it really goes down. But when we're all in those position meetings, you know, during the offseason or before the draft, it's, oh, man, you know, you guys had a hell of a year last year. We're just going to build on that. You know, I don't see them touching this room. We might bring in some late draft picks. That's always the go-to. We'll bring in some late draft picks because guys don't really fear the late draft picks. Oh, you know, they might make the team. They might not. We got a bunch of fives this year. Ah. That's probably what what they're telling me now. We'll look we'll look to fill we'll the, look. Deep, the back end on the, yeah, in the fives. You guys got nothing to worry about. Here comes Morris Claiborne. Here comes Dez Bryant. I mean, it is. With Claiborne, they traded up capital. Capital. Oh, you knew he was draft capital. Then you heard, hey, he's the highest ranked player we had since Deion Sanders. You're like, oh. Yep. You you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So at that point in time, he's just not draft. He's starting. He's starting. From the the rip. You know, they're going to find a way. Barring injury, he started. You know, when you get later on in the, in the draft, it's always, ah, we got to prove that that guy can play. When you're a first-round pick, it's, we'll make excuses until you figure out how to play. So that just that's the difference. And so when you know you got that guy in the first three rounds, you know you got a battle on your hands. So I, I'll tell you this. As a media member, you know one of my favorites. <laughs> Who are you talking about, you go, Okay, so something like that happens. Mm-hmm. You, you go get you know, Morris Claiborne immediately. Oh, well, let's go talk to Orlando. <laughs> hey, how you, how you feeling? What's your is your role going to change at all? Like that, that's the big thing. Oh, oh, you've always played with an edge here. Does this give you more of a motivation? I mean, dude, at this point in time, it's just. What can I get him to say this crazy? I'm telling you, and to be and to be honest, that's who I got the the lead a bit to the deep. That's where I got it from. That's just, that he was the king of that. I mean, if, if somebody started balling at that nickel position, next the next couple of days, next thing you know, he's Orlando and him are like right next to each other all the time, just hanging out doing whatever. And then next thing you know, that guy kind of just man, I thought he was getting reps with you know, the with the ones, and now he's you know, they go sign the up, they go sign sign little Collins. We go find Ron Leary. Hey, Ron, hey, Ron. <laughs> Brother, bro, uh, bro, ham. 
That was that was wild. They went had a they went had a whole meeting at Jerry's house. Everybody was invited, but you. How do you feel about that? But you. (laughs) you They brought in Collins and his mama. Mm. Mm. How do you feel about that? And they say he plays his best at guard. How do you how you feel, man? I'm telling you, that was he was he was salty about that one. He was was big salt. He was big salt. So the thing is, like you know, how did you you know? So did you talk to your teammates who went to this? Were you invited or not? Invited? Like you literally, you were tension in that right. room. Like you, it, you walk in that room. Usually, the old line in the room, you got snacks everywhere. People are laughing. You got dudes with their shirts off hanging. I went in there. They was all sitting there, notepads ready. Just I'm like, dang. I popped the joke. Ain't nobody laugh. I'm like, dang. I, all right. Well, I think Callahan was the coach at the time. Maybe I'm like, uh-huh. all right, coach. I'll lead you to it, man. Like it was. It was tight in there. If you Ron tight. Leary, man, you walking in there with two words. Does it? You, 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 and especially you. Me and you, I mean, oh, dude, at that point man. in time, I mean, I would be bitter. I mean, think about what how they did Ron Leary. They did Ron. They did Ron crazy. Come to Jerry's house, everybody. We about you you got fed great. Recruit this man and his mother. Oh man. Except for the except uh, for Ron. Ron, you're uh, you're not exclusive. <laughs> It was wild, and then because you can't, you can't be mad at the guy they draft because he just coming through his well, draft. But, but, but keep in mind, they didn't draft That's Collins. True. Yeah, they wanted. He was free agent. Yeah, he picked it. So, so they were trying to woo him. They were like, yeah, you, you know, position battle. What? No, you're, you're plug and play. You're plug and play. Tell I'm, I'm, they're like, wait a second. I tell you, man, that was that was one of the, when I just think about just how cold, cold this business is. It's cold blooded around this time. Oh, it's cold blood. So, so that was yeah, man. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the brain yeah, on this one, man. This, Get brain on it because this is just these are <laughs> because this is not what we really talk about. You're hey, the players here, players, mm-hmm. here, but they're players here that are seriously worried and thinking about it. Now, I'm gonna give you a guy right now who a lot of fans have kind of forgot about. Jabril Cox, yeah, got hurt. Advancing well enough that they let Jalen Smith go, but then you hear them talk about linebackers. Yeah, and then they re-sign Vanderas. He got okay. a lower contract, but he still re-signed. So you're talking about some linebackers in the draft here: Nicobe Dean uh, out of Georgia, Devin yeah. Lloyd out of Utah, Christian Harris out of Alabama, Clay Walker, another one of these Georgia mm-hmm. kids, Channing Tindall. These Georgia and Georgia got some guys. Yes, they got some dogs. So it, to me, if you're Jabril Cox, I'd be worried because. If they like one of these guys, and they get them, and they use a, as you said, first, second, third round top pick, pick on him, you in trouble? Because you don't want to be that, you know, forgotten man. There's always that saying in the, in the NFL: you can't make the club in the tub. Yeah. And right now, he's in the tub. He's getting these treatments. He's in the ice bath, getting ready. And when you do that, you know, coaches kind of lose sight. You know, they they go to the guys that are healthy and they're watching guys out there playing. And you don't want to, you know, miss out on a lot of that. And they bring in a high draft pick, and he kind of, you know, jumps you ahead in in, in the picking order. So, um, if I'm Jabril, I'm trying to do my all to be able to get back and be able to show these coaches at least what I can do on the field when OTAs come around. I mean. I I might not be 100%, but at least show him that you could move around a little bit. And maybe, um, you know, he'll be all right. But you're right. I mean, they felt that he was good enough or developing good enough that they got rid of Jalen Smith. But they also re-signed LVE. You got, I think, Gifford's in there. You got Parsons. So it ain't going to be just, a, you know, as soon as I'm healthy, I'm ready to plug and play. You know, I think he's going to have to battle a little bit. So let me ask the question here. If you are Tyron Smith, if you're Tank Lawrence, 
both guys are going to make, they're going to be on this team and they're going to get their full salary. So they're not coming to them to take a pay cut. So we have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But the process of them knowing as a as a football team, you should not write down 17 games and expect Tyron Smith to be there for 17 or Tank or Tank Lawrence. You can't do it. Mm-mm. So there so there is a thought process that we need to address these positions. And I'm surprised they haven't. You know, I know the draft is coming up, but I'm surprised they haven't addressed at least the tackle position maybe when free agency. You don't have to be a top-tier guy. Okay. You can bring in a guy like like they brought in a second year or some, you know, a second, third-level type tackle that could bring into the system because we know those guys ain't going to go 17 games. And here's just my thought process. on the First off, when you talk about the first waves of free agency, best ones don't get out there. Yeah, you're right. Teams okay. like to keep, you know, if, if you're the that best, good, they're not going to let you hit it. Right. You know? The best ones are not getting out there. It's, it's just a rarity. Mm-hmm. So so that's why right off the bat you're not talking about the best ones. So mm-hmm. now are you trying to pay top dollar for, you know. A, Overpaying for somebody. You know, mm-hmm. a guy who's okay. To me, this is from the Cowboy standpoint. You go to the draft. See where you are. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you can go address it. Then you can get just a, okay, a lower tier free agent. Right. Okay. okay, so so that's that that's where you go there, mm-hmm. and I don't have a problem with the strategy because so many times and this is where I think people give the Cowboys who are beating them up right now most of the free most of the free agency money spent that first week is bad it's an overpay and a lot of times what you're paying for are not the top players you're just playing you're paying the top guys available at that time yeah. Look at Christian Kirk at 84. Is he 84 million dollar receiver? No, no. No, I mean, like people are, man, they haven't done anything since Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr scared him out. Brandon Carr. Well, yeah, because they paid for Kansas City's number two. Yeah. You paid $50 million for a number two guy. And this is way before your time, but it's when the Mets paid Bobby Bonilla all this money. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla Day, huh? Bobby Bonilla was a good player. But the guy you really wanted to pay, the guy who was the dude to get, was Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby is still when when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls under Jimmy, Alvin Harper became a free agent in Tampa Bay, signed him and all this money. You're like, oh, this dude's a bust. He was number two. So you gave number two guy number one money. And so many times at free agency, that is what's happening. Yeah, I could I could dig it that way. Or, or you're paying a good player great money. Yeah. Then you're sitting here mad because oh, he's not a great player. I.e., Byron Jones. Mm-hmm. Good player. Number one, the richest free agent contract ever for a, for a corner? No, yeah, but that's but that's what free agency is. Yeah, yeah, and then you know I can look at it from the other way. I and mean, we talked about this before on the show. You know, we we talk about having this way of building it through the draft, building it through developing players. But I always come back to that same question. You know, what has that gotten us these past what ten years? You know, we got a couple of division championships, but is, is that really? What the goal is here? I mean, is that really what we're that we're striving for to win a division? Now, I'll give you I'll give you this, and here's an interesting thing because this is how the Cowboys have found success through the years. Has been trading for other people's assets that they have now deemed, you know, we, we want to move off. Charles Haley. That was that was clutch. Okay. That was huge. We've seen that uh, most recently. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper changed. He changed life for that. You did. You look at what the Rams did bringing in Von Miller. Yeah. 
So to me, that and, and once again, these aren't free agent moves. These are trades. Trade, Matt Stafford. These are trades. Yeah. Matt Stafford. Okay, so so that to me is that's more of an interest to me than necessarily saying let's go get a free agent. Mm-hmm. Now, with some of these trades, keep in mind, depending on who you get, you may have to also bring another mm-hmm. contract yeah, with them. Pay them up, yeah. Or let them go. Von Miller, Von Miller, hey, that was worth it. They gave up he a two. He was a mercenary. Came in. You know, yeah. and, and he was playing for the end. And, and he was, he was, in my opinion, the difference maker for them because he helped Aaron Donald go to another level mm-hmm. of leadership. Mm-hmm. So that's worth it. Charles Haley, they brought him in. Final piece that you needed. He had another level of leadership. He was a guy, the youngest team in the league. He was a man who was played a part of two Super Bowl championships mm-hmm. with the San Francisco 49ers. So th- therein lied the benefit of him. So, to me, it's all about looking at what's favorable to you. Now, do all these trades work out? They tried Roy Williams, a receiver. That, no. t- that didn't work out. No, really, no. Didn't, didn't work out at all. That was mm-hmm. a bad trade. Mm-hmm. It was a bad trade. So, do you, I, do you think currently constructed, as a team is right now, you know, we're going to add some pieces in the draft. I understand that. But do you think this team currently constructed can make a run, can make a long run, not just, you know, win a division? Can they do that? Okay. It's a good question. I'm gonna well, let's take a break and I'll and I'll give you my answer. I'm a little pessimistic, but I'll give my answer <laughs> on the flip side of this. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Head to the Star in Frisco for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys draft presented by Miller Lite. The party starts on Thursday, April 28th. Enjoy live draft coverage and entertainment starting at 6 p.m. Friday, April 29th is draft night out featuring a free youth camp and specialty draft weekend menus. 
On Saturday morning, run or walk the Draft Day 5K presented by Baylor, Scott, and White Health. And stick around for drink specials, live music, and more during the Star Draft Fest. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. All right. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Mm-hmm. He is Barry yes, Church sir. Toledo Rocket. I am Newey Scruggs. Um, Long-time Cowboy reporter. So so let me just throw this out here. Okay. You asked the question. You yeah. keep talking about a deep run, man. I'm just not here to talk about deep runs because it hasn't happened. Yeah. It hasn't. Ever in a day. So... So I'll just – you want me to talk about something? Like, why am I talking about something that doesn't happen? Because we're trying to figure out what formula can get them to that to where it can ha- can happen. I yeah. mean, we, 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 we're, we do the same thing each and every year as far as draft and, you know, building players and all that other stuff. But, but it, doesn't really, it doesn't really get us to the final goal. So we're doing is, – is that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting a different result? I, I don't know. I don't know. Where, where can we get to where – like it doesn't even have to be a free agent. Like we talked about, you know, the top tier guys usually bad money doesn't have. To, we can do some type of trade, something, but just building through the. I mean, just the same philosophy that we've had for these past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And, just, and, you, and you've tried it different ways. I mean, because since since you know since the two thousands, okay, I go back to when Campo was around. here. I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen a bunch of coaches, okay, so yeah. I've seen I've seen them try different strategies. So n- none of the strategies have necessarily mm. worked at this point in time. Go back to the playoff game. Why did you not win the playoff game? You got bullied up front. In the trenches, you got you got, you got beat down. Up front. You got beat down. Okay, so so fix that. Now for me, I'm just throw the. It's the passing league. You were DB, right? Yeah. This is the passing yes, league. Yes, it is. Okay. Let me just give you a taste of the quarterbacks on the menu for you. Justin Fields in year two with Chicago. Mm. Joe Burrow coming off a of Super Bowl. Mm. Tom Brady unretiring. Arguably had a MVP season last year, even though he did not win it. Mm. Matt Ryan is now with the Colts. Jalen Hurts is in his third year with the Eagles, and they've given him some weapons. You are facing the Giants. You face Washington. Not really scared nah. of the quarterbacks there. You are facing Trevor Lawrence in year number two, who's got Doug Peterson. Could be a big improvement on there. You've got Aaron Rodgers. He's always you've got, been a thorn. You've got Matt Stafford. Yeah. You got, you got some boys on the docket. You've got to go to Nashville to face Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and Derrick Henry. That ain't going to be nothing. you got Kirk Cousins. Mm. So. You got, some, you, got enough, you got a first place schedule this year. Right. So, so right here, when I look at this, I go back to the playoff game. You had problems controlling the trenches, which ultimately lost that football game for you. Mm-hmm. So you didn't go get Vaughn Miller. Okay, you, you didn't have the funds for Vaughn Miller, who got paid a very nice contract to go to Buffalo. Didn't so bring Gregory Brack. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. All right, I'm the uh, I'm one of the odd people out oh, here on the Dallas Cowboys radio, uh, podcast network. Now I'm okay with Randy Gregory. Okay, when I, when I initially saw that five year seventy million, I'm like, oh my goodness, come on, man. Dude has six mm. sacks. I've never seen I've never seen a dude with six sacks that people were ready to go give a gold jacket to. <laughs> He missed a lot of games, though, dude. He's Randy Gregory. He ain't Randy White. He ain't Harvey he Martin. He missed a lot of games, He's though. not DeMarcus Ware. T- he, if he puts 17 together, which he can, he has the capabilities of doing so. He can be a presence. But, you know, like you said, it, it's, not, it's not our problem anymore. You know, that's Denver's situation no, over there. Like Denver, Denver got him good. We got to figure out how we're going to fix these trenches on both sides of the Thank ball. Thank you. That's what you got to go do. Because we also got to realize D-Law's not going to go 17. So, at pick 24, that's from at pick 24. 
I need to see somebody in the front seven on defense or somebody on the offensive line, man. That's what I'm looking for at 24. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for, man. We got to figure out something because what, what, I don't hear anything about the wide receiver. <laughs> You over here about no DB. I don't know DB right now because you know with the situation with with with, with uh, you know Kelvin Joseph. I don't know. I don't know. I don't what did you do last year? Not a thing. Okay, let, <laughs> let league interception, didn't you? So why we count? Why we counting on him? So we good with what we got. Man, this dude got his whole law and order troubles. I ain't not, not looking at him. So you, we good with what we got at DB. If in the first round, I'm looking at like I said, so, front seven. Or defense or the trenches. Because I go back to the great line that Warren Sapp once said. Back don't work without the front. You're right about that. You're right about that. And we got to have some depth pieces somewhere. Because what allowed Michael Parsons to be as dominant and as you know as bullish as he was was when he went back to linebacker, we still had two edge rushers. Yep. When he went to the edge, we still had guys that can play linebacker in his stead. We had Keanu Neal, LVE. We don't got Keanu Neal anymore. So, you know, it's going to be hard to kind of move him around as a chess piece when we don't have guys that can back him up as well. So we got to figure out something along that defensive line or, like you said, the whole front seven to be able to get the most out of our top-tier players. And, and that's not sexy, okay? No, that's that's the thing. It's not going to be not. sexy. When you're talking about uh, pick pick 24, pick 56 in the second round, I'm, I'm looking at guys that are not necessarily going to be – that. You know, you're not going to be – they will not come up on your fantasy draft, okay? Because they're not going to be – you know, position players, we're t- they've got to get better up front, man, on both sides of the football. And for me, that that is just the key, dude. And it's just not sexy for anybody. Can you see them bringing back a guy like Brent Urban? I mean, we didn't get a lot of – we didn't get a sure. – you know, we had a small sample size of him this year. But he's another guy who can you know, at least take up space down there, at least take up blockers to let those linebackers run sideline to sideline. i like to see a bigger taste of what he got, but – you know, that's another guy in free agency that's, you know, he's not one of these top tier. He's not going to break the bank, but he can also provide some depth. You know, what I also come back to this is, that, is, is okay, that was good enough last year. Mm-hmm. But and you talk about improving and trying to go back. Can it, can it help you go deeper? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know about that. Um, yeah, you know, go back into the playoff game here. And I was, I was like, man, let me go back here and just, just hit on this number. Okay. San Francisco, 38 rushes, 169 yards. You're not going to be They the control team, the ball for – 40, 30, should say 34 minutes in a playoff game. One time of possession. Okay, so that's what they did rushing the football. Here's what you did rushing the football. Cowboys, 21 attempts, 77 yards. That's not going to get it done. Okay. So, as you well know as a former player, this is this is what we're talking about. This is, a, this is the trenches, baby. Pure facts. This is the trenches. Now, you had Jimmy Garoppolo with a bad thumb out there. It's trying to throw the game away. And, he's, and we still couldn't capitalize okay. on it. J- Jimmy wasn't good. No. Jimmy wasn't. was not good. He wasn't. But, okay, 16 to 25, 172 yards a pick. QBR 68.6. And he missed a lot of receivers out there. Okay. He missed a lot. So, I mean, so, it, so, so, so with this is showing your quarterback wasn't good, but they were so good at running the ball that this guy and his team walked out with a 23 to 17 victory for you. Mm. It wasn't good enough. Then on the other side, here's, here's Zeke 12 rushes, 31 yards. Tony Pollard, four rushes, 14 yards. It's just not that's, that's, that's 16 total touches for those guys, at least carrying the football. Remember how many sacks Dak had in that game? Mm-hmm. Five. Oh, man. Trenches. Okay, so so we talking about, oh, oh, let's go get a receiver. Really? Trenches. They really? Get us in. Is, is, that, is that what you need? 
And I understand 49ers, they got a hellacious defense, especially in that front seven. We gotta, but we got to be able to protect the quarterback a little bit better than that. Okay, so just going and receiving in this in the playoff game. All right. Cowboys had, uh, boy, how many, look how many guys caught passes in this game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine dudes caught passes. How many was you? How many did see? Well, actually, I mean eight, eight, eight guys got caught passes. 24, 24 receptions, two hundred seventy yards, one touchdown, one touchdown. C.D. Lamb had one catch for twenty one yards. See, that's what, and, and that's what scares me about this receiving room right now. If we look, he's supposed to be the number one guy, right? He's supposed. To, this is supposed to be number eighty eight. You know, you got the number one. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. he's supposed to be that guy. But if you looked at it in regular season, I think it was what the last seven games he didn't score a touchdown. Or, or it was something ridiculous like that. Or like six games, like six games. He didn't score so it's like, time. man, it, that's what scares me. So it's for, supposed to be our guy too, the number one. So if we're talking about trying to fix this thing, for me, I think it's got to be within the front seven, stopping yeah, the right. run, and and trying to figure out how you can establish and protect the run and protect. This is where football still won, yeah. and for the cowboy fans out here who like to remember the triplets or they like to remember the glory days of a Drew Pearson. I would challenge you to go look at the offensive and defensive lines of those championship teams. Yeah, People never talk about, or at least they don't talk about enough, that the Super Bowl 2017, Jimmy's first one, had number one defense league. They were ballers. I'm mean, defense in the league, man. Every team I've been a part of, every good team, I went to the playoffs four times. Every time I went to the playoffs, either offensively or defensively, we had a hellacious front. You know, those years with the Cowboys, 14 and 16. I mean, look who we had up there. We had, you know, T. Smith in his prime, Frederick, you know, Martin. Their front line was amazing. And then Jacksonville, defensively, our front line was unreal. Calais Campbell, Yannick, I mean – the trenches, it might not be sexy. You know, it might not be, you know, everybody, let's, oh, man, you see what they did on ESPN? Look at these highlights. But I'm telling you, it still wins games in this National Football League. And that's, you know, being able to be strong up front in the trenches. It could take you a long ways. And as we've seen last year, if you don't have it, you're not going to go far in the playoffs. The reason why the Cincinnati Bengals are not world champions is on the final drive, they could not stop mm. Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. That's it. Couldn't do it. Your last two drives, you couldn't you couldn't keep them off your quarterback. Mm-mm. I don't care who he got at the skill position because Cincinnati was he had a loaded. Thank you. Loaded at the skill Thank position. You. But if you can't block, it's gonna be hard to win games. It's gonna be hard to win the, the whole thing. But mm. all right, um, last year you and I made our first round pick. We <laughs> won. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> we we went with the corner for the second year in a row, okay? We went with Diggs the year before. They took CD Land. <laughs> Last year, we both were like Patrick Sertan, uh, the second. The second, yeah. Who went one pick before, but we were right on point because that guy had a heck oh, yeah. of a year, okay? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, going to be a, year. Gonna be a, a heck of a year for years to come. Heck of a year. Danny wanted uh, uh, Slater. Uh, Slater, yeah, yeah. Rashawn yeah. Slater, who, who went out to the charge. He was He was all pro. Yeah, he was. Okay? He was good. He was, he was a fantastic player. So let's take a break and come back. What do we think? What, who would we like to see the Cowboys <laughs> walk away with at 24? Barry Church, New East Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotel Stack. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, 
Book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Registration is now open for Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Save $25 with early bird pricing when you register for your youth football, dance academy, and Little Miss camps by May 9th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy to secure your spot today. And as Danny McCray, who helps run these camps all the time, says... Mm Get your registration in. They will sell out. Do not be left behind, okay? Save $25 by May 9th. Get in there and do it. Danny McCray will be back with us on Monday as we recap the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Draft is going to go down on Thursday. Um, Look, the Cowboys, I read the read before, but I'll say it again. They got a party starting Thursday. Enjoy live draft coverage, entertainment starting 6 p.m. Friday. Look, there's a bunch of stuff. All right, so go to DallasCowboys.com slash draft. Get on out to the start. Frisco to be a part of it. Where's it at this year? The uh, Vegas. Vegas? Oh, okay. Chris, Chris Beam, you should be out there, man. It's going to be a nice be out there, man. I'll be sitting in the seat right here for the three days. So. Oh. Cowboys would pick 24 in the first round on Thursday. Chris, Chris, who, who do you have? Who, who do you have, man? I know your brother works over scouting, so you might you might have a little pick this is warm. You might know something that's warm, man. Come on, man. No, Act like you don't I talk. Now you don't talk to your brother. <laughs> now, now you know. No, we do talk, but they're not even done with draft meetings. They're still in draft meetings. So. Mm. Okay. There are, I know uh, they're on running backs on uh, Friday because I talked to uh, <laughs> the running backs coach. Okay, so, so um, – Based on what you know and, and producing so many of these podcasts, mm-hmm. Chris, 24, what do you expect the Dallas Cowboys to do? Like position or guy? First, first I mean, right now, just, just based on the things you know at 24, who do you expect the Cowboys to select? Or, I mean, or better yet, who do you, with, who do you want? There's, who there's do you want? so many guys that can fall to you there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who would you want? Who would Chris Bean want? If Chris Bean gets to play, sit up there and whisper to Jerry, turn in the card, who would you say turn in the card for? <laughs> can I just give you a position? Yeah, yeah there okay. you go. Give me All a right, position. This is what I need. I think we need a huge, like, 
defense alignment like okay. in the middle of the defensive line we haven't had that for years to be honest with you okay. so like a big think, space eater yeah exactly okay. i mean davis they're battling davis is going to fall that to us oh you so, came from georgia yeah i think you know i think they're going to give the center a chance Okay. Linderbaum. Yeah. No, I think they're going to give our current center a chance. Oh, Biotis. you think they're going to give Biadis a chance? Yeah. Ooh now I could see that I could see them going with a guard to help out next to him. Okay. You know. Okay. So and there's a lot of like Zion Johnsons out there. Kenyon um, Green. They Kenyon got some, Green. Yeah, they got some cats got some, out there. Yeah. They'll okay. Get some. So so. It will be someone on the front cover because there always is. <laughs> and that's what I heard on the draft show. Dude, they, I'm telling you, it, every year, someone on that cover right there gets drafted the Cowboys. Okay. The Iowa guy in the front. Front and center. Nui, who you got? You got Green on there, too. So no, oh, there is, is Green on there. Green Right is next on. to him. Green, green is on there. Um, look, I, I am – Where Danny sat last year and I resisted Danny, mm-hmm. a lot of me says I, I need to stop resisting what, what he's talking about, which is, hey, look, you got to own up to the fact that Tyron Smith is, is, is he's missed so many games now. You got to ask yourself, um, is it time to go ahead and pull the plug? Or I should say, look at filling, full, he ain't going to last forever. So you go ahead and start grooming his replacement up in so, there. So that's a part of me, the part of me goes there. A big part of me loves Tyler Lindenbaum. Center out of Iowa. I mean, so if you could get the next Jason Kelsey, would you do it? Yeah. Are we seeing what when when we have a great center in the middle of that whole offensive line, getting guys lined up and making sure everybody's on the same page, this offensive line looks historically different. But when, when that, you know, but when we lost Frederick, you know, we lost that quarterback of the offensive line. And, and it gets hard that way. So if you can get a guy who's athletic enough that can pull from the center position, I've seen this guy pull on tape. He's big. He has enough. He has enough bricks in his pocket. He can handle his one on ones. You know, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. And uh, look, I, I'm I'm with you, Chris Davis from Georgia. Jordan Davis from Georgia would be. It's a freak athlete right there, man. Look, if I have to move up, then I'll move up. One of the things, and we spoke, spoke about this on the last Players' Lounge, what made help, what helped make Ray Lewis great is it was always a big one in front of him. Yeah. Tony Saragusa, Sam Adams. Then they used a first-round pick on Haloti Nada. Mm-hmm. They were always cognizant that for the, the best way for us to let Ray do his thing is get some people up front so he could do his thing. Mm-hmm. Junior Sal, the same thing with the Chargers for years. They had some people up front. You can go. So I got a weapon. How do I help make the weapon better? Yeah, you got to protect the weapon. You got you got a Michael Parsons there. Like so so Davis is a guy that that I would look to, and um, I've seen him, you know, in the mid rounds. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they've talked about moving up. You're at twenty four. I don't think I'm with Chris. I don't see him falling. But if I'm going to move up, I have to move up for an impact player. Yeah, he's got to be a guy that can be a day one starter, plug and play. And and a guy who can help affect other things. We yeah. just talked about the running game here. They couldn't run. I mean, they, they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. On the other side, they couldn't run the football. So I'm just talking about two dudes who right up front can help me the either trenches. way. The trenches. Help me either way. Mm-hmm. And I have grown. 
I wasn't a fan when they took Travis Frederick because I wanted Sharif Floyd. I think that was his. It was Sharif, Sharif Floyd, Floyd from, from Minnesota. The D-tackle, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Then I said, maybe you should take him, but they didn't. And it turned out that you know they were okay. But, man, having Travis here for the years that they did, mm. what a professional, um, just really a talented guy. And they have not – they haven't filled his shoes yet. Done filled it since. They, they have not. They've not been able to fill that since. So I've got issues in terms of I th- I think the current center Tyler Biotis is a nice player, but he's not Travis Frederick. You can improve there. Yeah. You should get better there. If you can get a Jason Kelsey, then I would go get it in terms of Tyler Lindenbaum up there or Jordan Davis. So give me one of these two dudes up here that can help me stop the run or run the ball. And I'm right there with you. I mean, you get the, the trenches, like we've seen, they still win you football games. They'll still lose you football games. We talked about the San Francisco game about pretty much all show. We got dominated in the trenches. So in order to get better at that, you got you got to draft down there. And the guy from Iowa, like you said, the center, he seems to be a guy that can be a can't-miss type prospect. Like he can come in, he can plug and play. He seems like a smart guy. He can pick up the system, and he can run the system. So I would have no problem at all going there at that center position. Now, if they, you know, if, like what Chris Beam says, they might give, a, you know, their, the Beatus a chance there at center, then you got to put somebody next to him. Because we saw when uh, – who was over – who was at the guard? Was it Connor Williams was, in, was yeah. out there? They just, I don't know if they didn't have enough bricks in their pocket or whatever, miscommunication, whatever the case may be. That's that center guard combo right there. It just didn't really work out, you know, as far as the Cowboys wanted to do this season. So if they give Beatus a chance, then they got to put somebody next to him that can hold it down better than Connor Williams did. And in that regard, then you got to go in the draft and look for somebody like that. And, and, and you know, Dane Brugler has this taking and his, his latest mock draft, Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College. Okay. So. All right. I'm, I'm okay with that too. Whatever that, whatever now, feels the need in the trenches. Johnson can also play tackle if you want him to. He's played every single position. Oh, so he's a versatile guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Big Zion and, and uh, six foot three, three twelve. Um, the comp that the Cowboys uh, have here that the Kyle Yeomans did was uh, Brian Waters. Brian Waters, heck of a good football player. Yeah, right? He was here for a while. He was here for a little bit. Okay, he played yeah, the league for yeah. a long time up in Kansas City, kid out of North Texas. So um if, if this if you can get this kind of player here, you're 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 not you're not I'm not gonna sit up here and say, oh You're not look. getting worse. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But you gotta get yourself better up front here. Okay, Thursday. Um it's coming. It's coming. Make mm. sure you check out all the podcasts here on the Dallas Cowboys. Go check uh, out the, com, the, the draft party as well. So and yeah, check out the draft party. We'll be back on Monday. We'll Ooh. break it down and Danny'll be here to criticize uh, everything that he doesn't like. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I can't Church, wait. Church, man, good stuff. Chris no doubt. we appreciate no doubt. you here. Brother Will back there, making sure everything uh works as well. This has been the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Take care now. Okay. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!